Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, this is Becky and welcome to a quick shot of romance. For this episode, my co-player is with me. Hey Leah. Hi, I haven't done a quick shot with you for a while. It feels like At least like it feels forever. like we haven't. Yeah. I mean, we might have, but who knows? Time kind of merges all together. Who knows? I mean, right. I talk to you all the time. We just don't quick shot together. We don't quick shot often. Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing When the Time is Right by M. Maybe and Allie Martinez. This was a top read for me in 2020. So like this was As like number one. So good. As it should have been. So this is a reread, I think, for both of us, right? It is a reread for both of us, yes. Okay. Okay, read us so the synopsis. The synopsis. <coughs> Excuse me. Fate doesn't always happen overnight. Hudson Bradley is the cockiest, most stubborn, hard-headed man I've ever known. And for 15 years, he's been my brother's best friend. But lately, what I'm feeling for him isn't friendship at all. Why is my heart racing every time his blue eyes lock on mine? Why does every word he rumbles in my ear make my body come alive? And worst of all, why did I bet him that I could find a woman he and his son would both love? If I hadn't given up on love altogether, Hudson would have been perfect for me. After all, he was there the day my world fell apart. He spent the last six years piecing me back together. There are a million reasons why we can never work, but after a single kiss, I can't remember any of them. Now that the time is right, I have to make him mine before I lose him forever. So this book released released July 30th of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, friends to lovers, best brother's best friend, single dad, love after loss, um, and found family. Mm-hmm. And we should put a content trigger warning in there. It does deal with grief. Um and the death of uh, a partner, a partner. So it, it happens in the prologue. So we're not like yeah, spoiling not gonna... stuff. You find it out right away. Yeah. Um, put out percentage 50% for actual Ooh. But stuff. I agree with you. This kiss. Hot damn. At 43%, there is a kiss and an awakening realization of their attraction for each other. That was steamy. Like. I almost count that as the pop. Like it was that good. Yeah, it really was. Cause he leaves though, but he leaves. He does, but he like panics. Well, it was more of like, we need to make sure this is where we are and this is what we want to do. And we'll get into that and the reasoning behind that in a little bit. So let's talk about Hudson um, a little bit. He is the good guy. He is the good guy. He did not have the best upbringing. Like his dad is out of the picture. His mom has passed away, but she was not the best mom. So Lexi's parents, Judy and David are basically surrogate parents to him. Like he has done everything with their family for as long as he can remember. Um, He's a pseudo son to them. Like they refer to him as son, like his, his son, like refers to them as grandma and grandpa. Um, But he is, the quintessential good guy. He's the guy that's there for you whenever you call, would do anything for you. And it was actually, you really get that true sense of what a good person he is. But 
when you de- see the bits and pieces of his relationship with the mm-hmm. mother of his son, because they were never actually together. Um, no. It was a one night of passion, you know, ish, ish um, we- that happened. <laughs> but in a way, I think that Hudson and his good, good guy persona, which is very real, is because he wants to be valued and he only sees his value as being the guy they can count on. Well, that's the thing. Like he want he wants to be needed, but he doesn't want to come across as needy. And he doesn't. Yeah. Like he's there for them. So like his baby mama, which we'll just call her that. So his is Lauren. And then there's Lexi and Lexi's brother Cal. So Lexi's a few couple years younger than all of them. But the four of them were like this group of friends who basically did everything together. And he, Hudson, over the, like a a couple years has decided he's in love with Lauren and like proclaims this love to her. And then they get like raging drunk and do the dirty. And it was the worst. Yeah, it was because that one night resulted in a pregnancy like but they realized like there are not actual feelings here like I love you but I'm not in love with you we are just friends and so their son Jack is seven and they have co-parented like badasses the entire time he has been alive like they have worked they they're like this perfect blend well, and they, they're really good at, for the most part, communicating to each other. We don't really see problems until later in the story, and we can get into that. But let's talk mm-hmm. about Lexi. Um, yes. I love her. I love, I love her. her, too. Lexi is brash. She is over the top. She has the redheaded temperament and yeah. temper. Um, so she comes by that honestly. But she she has a lot of hurt though too because the devastation of losing her fiance um Mm -hmm. in a atv accident Mm -hmm. devastated her world it did and she's still reeling from it six years later and you find out just how much like towards the end of the book and it's one of those things where she's gotten really good at faking okay yeah, there's a great description that Hudson gives Lexi um, that I quoted. Over the years, I've learned that there were three different versions of Alexis Lawson. Sweet and caring, sarcastic and mouthy, drunk and argumentative as fuck. <laughs> that is totally her three phases. Uh-huh. Um, and th- so the book actually opens present day. It is Lexi's brother, Cal. Uh-huh. It is his, his wedding. wedding. It's his wedding and day. And Lexi gets drunk and argumentative as fuck <laughs> well and nobody loves the new sister-in-law but she's not a bad person she's just cow's person she's not everyone's but, person and there's a really poignant moment like later in the book when cow and hudson are talking and cow is like i don't care if everybody loves her like i love her she loves me like she is perfect for me It doesn't matter if you guys love her. Like you can tolerate her. That's all that matters because she basically, she's my person. So fuck everybody else. Yeah. And I love that. That conversation was very poignant and 
it's mm-hmm. one of those things that you don't have to love the person that your sister is with. You don't have to love mm-hmm. the person your brother is with, but you have to be polite. You have to be respectful and you have to know that they love, you know, that they love and that's okay. That's who they love. Well, but- and that's something <laughs> that they talk about too. Like, like Lexi even says, like, I don't always care for her, but you can tell like how much they love each other and she makes Cal happy. And that is all that matters to her. Yeah. yeah there's, um, and one of the best parts in this entire book that just <laughs> brings me so much joy is uh-huh. that Hudson decides to gift Cal and Vanessa, mm-hmm. the new wife, an in-ground pool for a wedding gift because Hudson mm-hmm. owns a construction firm. Yes. And he gifts an in-ground pool and Cal is like, no, you're not doing this. And well, he tries to sabotage his like work at first. And then all of a sudden, like Hudson's like, I like sneak attacked and got it done. But Cal loves it in the end. He does. And she has like, he's trying to shove the blow up unicorn doll unicorn. In, the, in the pool shed. Cause he bought a pool shed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was so funny. Like he, um, he does it up nice. He does. So let's talk about Lexi and Hudson's evolution to their attraction and the realization mm-hmm. that this is my person. The way the story goes is they meet every Thursday night at this local wing joint. Is it Thursday nights? I think it's Thursday, Thursday night at Huey's at Huey's where they have mediocre wings and warm beer. And mm-hmm. at this point, the only two people showing up at Huey's are Hudson and Lex. That's it. Mm -hmm. Nobody else comes anymore. And they play darts, but they're having a conversation about dating and, you know, trying to find that person, that it's time in their lives. And they bet each other that they can find someone for the other person to fall in love with. Mm -hmm. And up for stakes is her vintage car that was her grandfather's. It's a muscle car. It's a Chevelle. It's a Chevelle. Mm-hmm. And she, if she wins, if she finds Hudson a date, he has to build her cat furniture house prototype, her oh, kitty it's condo. It's like a cat, a cat like mansion, which I, that is one part of the story that I really love too. It like plays out in like the whole like story as well, but it's an interesting way. Like it starts because I know I interrupted you and we're like changing lanes here for a second but so like she sends Hudson these plans for this cat condo and has like bedrooms and like patios and balconies for her cats beep and boop and so he quotes her on this cat condo and he puts like gold like filigrees and rose quartz like inlays in this condo and it's gonna be like a seventy thousand dollar cat condo and she's like you're gonna give my fucking brother a pool and you're quoting me this much on, on like my cat condo. He's like, I gave you the $50 family discount. Right. Right. Well, and it just shows their relationship. And that was the other thing too. Lex comes from a family of privilege. Her family is very wealthy and mm-hmm. her brother is a doctor and he's very wealthy and she works as an assistant. She's kind of over the last six years as her grief has gone kind of tumbleweeded and ambled about within the world and doesn't have like a true focus, but she did go to college with a design degree and she's 
working as an administrative assistant, but she comes to the idea that she wants to design these cat condos, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't take money from her family. She doesn't go to Hudson and say, build me this and I'm going to start selling them. She really is trying to do this on her own and show Mm -hmm. her strength. And I liked that. Well, and I think it, Honestly, like with the way that these two wrote Lex, like I feel like if she had went and asked for help, like it would be against like her, like it would physically make her ill to go ask for help for anything. Cause she, she is loved. Like she knows her parents love her. She knows that Hudson loves her like as a friend at first. Like she knows Cal loves her. So like she is not without that family support and but she also knows like if she flounders they are there to hold her up and build her back up so she but she it goes against her nature to ask for help yeah well and I so back to their attraction before we get into all the other characters because there's so many characters in this book it's a really great character story Mm -hmm. Um, but it's an emotional journey. It is not, it'll, it'll break you just a little bit. It breaks you a little bit. So I quoted about their attraction. I wanted all of him, her realization that she is attracted to Hudson and that she likes Mm -hmm. him. I wanted all of them. The stubborn man who had little to regards for my personal space, the gentleman who tried to open car doors for me, the best friend who never let me walk through hell alone. And the powerful lover who drove into me now is, now as if heaven were on our horizon like the intensity of their attraction and their relationship it is i think that's what's so powerful in this book because as Mm -hmm. we all know i despise friends to lovers i despise it well but i think i think the way that this one plays out is as the book unfolds and like their relationship unfolds like you you can tell that that attraction has been there. You can tell like those feelings have been there, but they, they needed that like catalyst to, to take that turn. Like there's never been anything like pushing them towards that, but like you you can tell like the way they are, the way she is with Jack, the way their relationship like unfolds, like as the book goes, like it's always been there. It's just, they've never acknowledged it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Jack a little bit because I love he is Jack. such a bright spot in this whole he book. Is, he is precocious. He is super smart. Like he doesn't dominate the page, but he when he is in well, there, but when he's on the page, he kind of dominates the page. He does there, and I love when he talks about the guys who is just his friend. <laughs> Uh huh. One friend. One friend. His friend Nolan, who <laughs> that plays out. At the Do end, not spoil that because I'm not going to because that's a really good moment in the book. But yeah, so but Jack is one of those kids where so his mom's parents live right next door to Lexi and Cal's parents. So like he sees like all four, all four grandparents. Cause again, Cal and Lexi's grand like parents are like grandma and grandpa to him. So like, he is always with them and everybody has a really good relationship and he, he just kind of flips around. But so Lexi, 
she just loves him so much, but he's at that age where he does not want affection. And I love the fact that she like smothers him with kisses. And he was like, ew, please stop. Well, and at the wedding, back to the wedding, when Hudson like basically refuses to catch the garter belt, but uh-huh. Jack has bet, bet Lex $20 that <laughs> his dad's going to catch it. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, dude, Mm-mm. your dad's not catching <laughs> And he owes her $20 and she's like, pay up, dude, pay up. Well, but he doesn't have it. So he has to pay the tax. Right. And And I just, I loved when Hudson referred to her or referred to Jack as being the parent of a 25 year old first grader. Mm -hmm. Because that explains Jack to a T. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, he definitely is not your, the typical kid in a romance, but he, but they don't age him in a way that is unbelievable. Right. Like they keep him because there are, there's some moments where he has big feels like, and he reacts to the situation that's happening. And it's a very seventh grade or seven-year-old reaction, Yeah. but he's, but he is not your atypical, like seven-year-old in the way he carries himself. But I think a big part of that is the fact that like, Hudson and Lauren, like their dynamic and like their relationship is so strong with raising him that like he's flourished in that environment. So he like is a confident little kid and he's, he's a little shyster at times too, though. Well, and I love when Lauren is like, I, cause when Hudson tells Lauren that he and Lex are dating, she's -hmm. like, have you told Jack yet? And he's like, no, we always promised that we would talk before we bring someone into her life and she's like i cannot wait for you to have that conversation with jack that you're dating his aunt lex Mm -hmm. (laughs) well there is a conversation about how like they're at like the pizza place or something he's like talking about like his grandparents like but lexi's grandparents and how that makes sense and hudson is like we are not related yeah (laughs) like in (laughs) any way it was pretty funny. I loved it. It was, um, <clears throat> I just, Jack on the page, it helps because there are some big things and a couple things I don't want to, I don't, don't want to spoil. spoil. But one of the things is, is there is this heaviness to this story because Lex lost her fiance, which we find out in the prologue. And I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of that. Originally, I thought, oh, I'm going to talk about that. No, I feel like if we talk about that, we'll give too much away. We will, but it, and I agree with you because, but before they get to that point, there's a really special moment for Lex on the beach. Cause the family has a home out on the beach. They live in Atlanta, Georgia, and they have a home on one of the islands, like maybe Hilton head or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she talks, she talks to her fiance that, you know, to his ghost, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and talks about feeling closest to him as the sun is shining or as the sun is rising. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much symbolism and beauty within those little moments. But you just, you've got to read them. You have to, you just have to stay in the moment, but they will break your heart. Well, and there's, you have it in here, but I I don't want to talk about it, but there's, their dark moment is one of those moments that you, I mean, I will admit I ugly cried the first time I read this book. Yeah. This time I knew it was coming. So like I could handle like the emotion that like hit me. I still me. ugly cried. Oh, did you? Still. 
Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just so sad, but so loving. And so just, it is everything like this entire scene and the way it plays out in the chapters following, let me tell you people chapter 24, the end of chapter three and chapter 24, get your tissues because it will break you yeah. and you will break hard. But there is so much growth in the next few chapters and the way that Hudson and Lex deal with this moment in their relationship and some of the aftermath like that comes after, which again, we're not going to spoil. Well, I will say this one quote. Hudson says to Lex, but kid, I'm in love with you right now. You hear me right now. I'm so goddamn in love with you. I can hardly fucking breathe. That says it all. Like mm -hmm. that, that line, but that is not near the end of the book. Mm -hmm. That it's is not. It's so, so what I'm saying is, is this book shows so much tremendous evolution and mm -hmm. love and growth and there's such a beauty to the writing in this book too. We all know Allie loves to break us and put us back together. Yeah, she does. Um, but when you add Mo's and maybe's pieces into the book, you get mm -hmm. this huge encapsulation of love and beauty. And I'm just telling you guys, read this freaking book. <laughs> it's so good. But they're like, but when they're apart, there's, it makes so much sense, like the reasoning behind it and the amount of time it takes for them to get back together. But then they they go to take that step and then something else happens and you're like, why, why would they do that right. to me? What are you but, doing to me? But again, like I think that moment in the aftermath of that moment really had to happen too because then Lexi does something really big and really emotional and really like profound. And it just, and it really hammers home, like how good of a guy Hudson really is. When well, she and it also shows Lexi's growth in the book from the feisty mm -hmm. fun aunt to the best friend that just always has a wild and crazy time to this big giant moment where she shows her heart and her soul but well, she goes a little herself. mama bear too. Yeah. Like it's just, she goes to bat. Okay. So let's do our three questions because I don't, I'm going to spoil this and I really don't want to, this book is in Kindle unlimited. So you can pull you it from, just go get it. Like go get right it. now, as soon as you like finish this episode, just go click because it's, it is not super long, but it is so good. Well, and this was do a reread really need for to me. Do our questions? Because yeah, we do. I think they know. <laughs> this was a reread for me, and I absolutely had. Um, it's it's still a five star read. It's mm -hmm. still every moment, every feeling. There was nothing in it that I was like, "Oh, I missed that the first time." That's dumb. There was nothing mm -hmm. like that. This book was that good. No. Okay, just let's say who would typically like this book. Oh, I mean, people. It is friends to lovers done so well. It is an emotional like roller coaster of love and hurt. So but if you enjoy. like those and joy. And joy. But it, so if you like those kind of books, this is for you. Um, yeah. 
you just contemporary romance if you like friends to lovers if you are doubtful like me and think friends to lovers is one of those that you give or take i highly recommend this this is this is my pedestal friends to lovers like it has mm-hmm. to be this good for me to even uh come close to reading it so. i will say this friends to lovers is right up there with only one regret for me yeah like it might it might like edge it out just a I little bit. I think it edges because out the because way, the emotions. Like, but like on par, like only one regret friends to lovers level. Yeah. It's it's pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um so do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we will add it to our TBR. Also, if you're an author listening to this podcast, you can find a review request form on our website. And we will uh, go through titles there and consider them for potential episodes. Um, And you can find more information to that on our website. Mm -hmm. Leah, this was fun. It was fun. We should do it again sometime. We should. (laughs) Until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.